Welcome to Protocol. Protocol are audio versions of Teleport's best technical blog posts. Full articles are available at goteleport.com forward slash blog. SSH Tunneling Explained. October 8th, 2021 by Saksham Shah. Although the typical use case of SSH is to access a remote server securely, you can also transfer files, forward local and remote ports, mount remote directories, redirect GUI, or even proxy arbitrary traffic. Need I say, SSH is awesome? And this is just a small set of what's possible with SSH. In this post, I'll cover different tunneling features as supported by OpenSSH, which helps achieve security use cases such as remote web service access without exposing ports on the internet, accessing servers behind net, exposing local ports to the internet. OpenSSH is the most widely used open-source SSH server. It also comes pre-installed by default with the vast majority of Linux distributions. If you were looking for a modern, open-source alternative to OpenSSH that is optimized for elastic multi-cloud environments and supports other access protocols in addition to SSH, make sure to check out Teleport. Now, let's begin. What is SSH tunneling? SSH tunneling entails transporting an additional data stream within an existing SSH session. When you connect a server using SSH, you get a server's shell. This is the default behavior of an SSH connection. Under the hood, your SSH client creates an encrypted session between your SSH client and the SSH server. But the data transported within the SSH session can be of any type. For example, during shell access, the data transmitted are binary streams detailing dimensions of pseudo-terminal and ASCII characters to run commands on the remote shell. However, during SSH port forwarding, the data transmitted can be a binary stream of protocol tunneled over SSH, e.g. SQL over SSH. So, SSH tunneling is just a way to transport arbitrary data with a dedicated data stream, tunnel, inside an existing SSH session. This can be achieved with either local port forwarding, remote port forwarding, dynamic port forwarding, or by creating a TunTap tunnel. Let's take a look at how port forwarding works and their use cases below. Local port forwarding. When local port forwarding is used, OpenSSH creates a separate tunnel inside the SSH connection that forwards network traffic from the local port to the remote server's port. In OpenSSH, this tunneling feature can be used by supplying dash L flag. Internally, SSH allocates a socket listener on the client on the given port. When a connection is made to this port, the connection is forwarded over the existing SSH channel over to the remote server's port. Local port forwarding is one of the ways of securing an insecure protocol or making a remote service appear local. When to use local port forwarding? Accessing insecure protocol. If a service running at a remote server does not natively support an encrypted transport mechanism, in that case, local port forwarding can be used to connect to that service by tunneling inside an encrypted SSH session. Secure access to remote service. For security reasons, it is good to bind services only to the local interface, as opposed to listening on a public interface. The flip side to this 
is how users would access the service from an external network. You can use local port forwarding to access the service that is listening on the remote local host. In this way, connections on the local machine made to the forwarded port will, in effect, be connecting to this remote machine. Consider an example below, where PostgreSQL database on remote server listens on remote localhost 127.0.0.1.5432. There is no way the client can connect directly to this database, but can access the server via SSH. So, with SSH local port forwarding, the client connects to the remote server with valid SSH credential and commands SSH to forward the client's local port 5432 to the server's local port 5432. Thus, when a program, PG admin in this case, connects to the port 5432 of the client, SSH forwards the connection to the local port 5432 of the remote server, running PostgreSQL. SSH local port forwarding command for above scenario. SSH-L 5432-127001-5432, user at remote DB server. Further, there are no restrictions on the number of port forwarding you want to enable. For example, below, SSH forwards two local ports, 3338 and 3339, to remote ports 3338 and 3339. SSH-L-3338, localhost, 3338, L-3339, localhost, 3339, user at remote server. By default, an interactive session is created for you when you command local port forwarding. To prevent interactive sessions, you can use the dash n flag that tells SSH not to execute remote commands. SSH dash n dash l three 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 nine colon localhost colon three 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 nine user at remote server. Remote port forwarding reverse tunneling. Also often called SSH reverse tunneling, remote port forwarding redirects the remote server's port to the localhost's port. When remote port forwarding is used, at first, the client connects to the server with SSH. Then, SSH creates a separate tunnel inside the existing SSH session that redirects incoming traffic in the remote port to localhost, where SSH connection was created. Remote port forwarding can be achieved in OpenSSH by using dash R flag. Internally, SSH allocates a socket listener on the remote server on the given port. When a connection is made to this port, the connection is forwarded over the existing SSH channel over to the local client's port. When to use remote port forwarding. Exposing service running in localhost of a server behind NAT to the internet. Consider the scenario below. The client runs a web server on port 3000 but cannot expose this web server to the public internet as the client machine is behind NAT. The remote server, on the other hand, can be reachable via the internet. The client can use SSH into this remote server. In this situation, how can the client expose the web server on port 3000 to the internet via reverse SSH tunnel? Steps. One, run a web server on client localhost port 3000. 2. Configure reverse tunnel with command. SSH-R 80 colon 
127-001-3000. User at remote server IP. 3. Now, when users from distant internet visit port 80 of the remote server as HTTP remote server IP, the request is redirected back to the client's local server, port 3000, via SSH tunnel, where the local server handles the request and response. By default, the remote port forwarding tunnel will bind to the local host of the remote server. To enable it to listen on the public interface, for a scenario like above, set the SSH configuration, gateway ports, yes, in SSHD, config. Alternative to local port forwarding. Local port forwarding does not work if incoming SSH requests in the remote server are disabled. For security reasons, administrators might entirely block inbound SSH requests, but allow outbound SSH requests. In such situations, you can use remote port forwarding to create an outbound SSH connection and let the clients connect to the local port, even if inbound connections are blocked. Dynamic port forwarding. Both local and remote port forwarding require defining a local and remote port. What if the ports are unknown beforehand or if you want to relay traffic to an arbitrary destination, also known as dynamic tunneling? or SSH SOX5 proxy, dynamic port forwarding allows you to specify a connect port that will forward every incoming traffic to the remote server dynamically. Dynamic port forwarding turns your SSH client into a SOX5 proxy server. SOX is an old but widely used protocol for programs to request outbound connections through a proxy server. When to use dynamic port forwarding? Bypassing content filters. By tunneling network traffic inside SSH, it is possible to access services such as HTTP web pages that may be blocked by your ISP or organization. SOX5 proxy can proxy any type of traffic and any type of protocol. This means you can tunnel HTTP inside SSH using SOX5. Consider the case above. The client cannot access certain web pages due to content filtering implemented in front by the firewall. But the client can connect to the remote server via SSH, which has unrestricted access to the internet. In this case, the client can initiate SSH connection by enabling dynamic port forwarding, thus creating a SOX5 proxy. The client can point web browser to proxy listening on local port 6000 and access restricted web content. Command used for dynamic SSH tunneling scenario above. SSH-D-127-001-6000. User at remote server. SSH tun tap tunneling. SSH supports tunnel device forwarding, also known as tun tap. Tun tap are virtual network interfaces that can be used to create a tunnel between two servers. This setup is a poor man's VPN. For a fully working SSH-forwarded TunTap tunnel, you will first need to add a TUN device and configure routing between two servers. The format for using SSH TUN is dash W local TUN colon remote TUN. Refer to this guide for a complete setup. There's also a script available in this blog post if you want to try tunneling in your server. Bonus, SSH tunnel over Tor. So far, 
we've discussed how SSH supports tunneling inside existing SSH sessions. But SSH itself can be tunneled over other protocols, such as SOX. Tor is a popular anonymity software that supports tunneling any protocol over its SOX5 proxy. SSH already provides a secure way of communicating via encrypted channels. If you want additional anonymity, conceal origin of SSH session, you can use Tor to relay SSH connection. This can be done by using TorSox as TorSox SSH user at remote server, or using Netcat as SSH O proxy command equals NC X 5 X localhost 9050 %H %P user at remote server. Security concerns of SSH tunneling. So far, we have covered the advantages of SSH tunneling and how it makes it easy to connect to remote services, which otherwise would not be possible due to network configurations and restrictions. But this power of SSH tunneling is also often misused by malicious users. Hiding malicious traffic within an SSH tunnel is a common, classic way to go undetected inside a network. For example, Read this post where Android malware used SSH tunnel to access corporate network. This report, which states Fox Kitten campaign using SSH tunnel, or this article describing misuse of SSH tunnels to send spam. Detecting such activities is tough since SSH communications are encrypted and you would not know what kind of data is transported underneath. If you are a network or security administrator, a continuous full-traffic analysis within your network is a must, which might give you clues such as types of SSH access performed, e.g. SSH file transfer, SSH shell access, or SSH tunnel. If the patterns do not match the work stuff that SSH requires to be used within your network, it might be a good lead to start an investigation. Conclusion Although the default behavior of an SSH server is to return a remote server's shell over an encrypted channel. SSH supports sending and receiving binary data over SSH. Transporting arbitrary data streams over SSH sessions is also known as SSH tunneling. OpenSSH, a popular open-source SSH server, supports three types of tunneling features, local port forwarding, remote port forwarding, and dynamic port forwarding. These tunneling features help achieve security use cases such as remote web service access without exposing port 443 on the internet, accessing server behind NAT, exposing local port to the internet, or even creating a point-to-point -point VPN like encrypted tunnel. SSH tunneling techniques are also frequently used by adversaries to hide malicious network traffics. As a network or security administrator, if your team or developers use an SSH tunnel, it is important to monitor traffic patterns to continuously detect anomalies and regular patterns. This can be done by first capturing packets with packet sniffing tools such as TCP dump and Wireshark and analyzing the traffic. Next, try Teleport. Teleport is a modern SSH server with features optimized for elastic multi-cloud environments and supports other access protocols in addition to SSH. If your servers are split across different networks or clouds, Teleport node tunneling lets you manage secure remote access without the need to open these servers to the public network.